Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Dennis, the Wellness Doc, bringing you all things healthy for your mind, body, and soul. Let's get right to it. I am joined today by your number one requested guest host, Uncle Paulie. What's going on, Uncle Paulie? Yo, how you freaking guys doing, huh? You know, we're over here in the studio right next to uh, Mercer County State Park by the beautiful lake over here. I'm telling you, you guys got to come down here. It's freaking unbelievable. Me and the doc this morning, we did freaking uh, 55 sets in about, uh, I think it was about 70 minutes. So, you know, a little over a minute per set. And the whole body is freaking awesome. And I'm jacked out of my head. Can you tell? Absolutely, Uncle Paulie. We got a show for you today. So it is entitled, What is Periodization and How This Links to Mental Health the Whole Year Round? How does that sound, Uncle Paulie? Oh my God, that sounds unfreaking believable. Jersey in the house, Jersey! <laughs> hey, Uncle Paulie, did you have a lot of caffeine this morning? Well, you know, Doc, we learned from. Uh, our buddy, Mr. Jim Quinn, who was a professional bodybuilder uh, at the Olympia many years ago. He also uh, was with the Dallas Cowboys. Guy is unbelievable. But uh, he taught us to uh, sip some coffee uh, during a workout. And then uh, me and the doc decided to take that advice and then extend it so that we sip two cups of coffee over the course of about four or five hours till about noon every day. So I'm jacked out of my head. All right, let's get right to it, folks. So we're going to give you a real um, quick version of what periodization is and how you can benefit from it, and then how that links to comprehensive health and wellness, mental health, mind, body, soul. All right, let's get right to it. So periodization was developed many years ago, and... It was mostly geared towards athletes, and the goals were to optimize performance and, of course, prevent injuries or minimize the uh, incidence of injuries. And it can get very complex, but we are going to give you a quick outline here, and I'm going to plug this book by Dr. Tudor, T-U-D-O-R, Bampa, B-O-M-P-A. You can get the book on Amazon periodization training for sports and he has several versions um he's like a sports training scientist and um it's research-based it's the real deal and uh you can definitely learn quite a bit from it i did see one of the versions used for like a little over four bucks so definitely a great investment okay and so really what we're doing here with this training principle is we're taking the whole year and we're dividing it into segments. So let's just say that we were all hockey players here. And uh, what's that, Uncle Paul? Well, yeah, you know, I, I, we still play, Doc. So technically, uh, you know, we are. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Paul, you're right. Okay, so usually for ice hockey, games start in October. And so that's called the in-season. During the in-season, one of the goals is to maintain your level of endurance, strength, fitness, flexibility, 
And it's important that during this time, your skill level for your sport is optimal. And following this is postseason, which for many athletes, especially at the pro level, Olympic level, and collegiate levels, is a time for rehab and recovery. And the next season after that is off-season. This is where the majority of gains are made in strength, in specific types of lifts, um, anything that's related to changing the physiology of the body. Uh, Also, many pro athletes across the board, this is where they hire a nutritionist, really dial in that uh, according to what the goal is. There are many uh, NHL draft picks that are so are super lean, you know, two, three percent body fat, but they have a hard time, you know, putting on muscle and getting heavier. So this would be the phase in order to do that. And then, of course, preseason is now we are we are ramping up. Actually, we're using the whole year to ramp up towards the in season. And this is where now we start incorporating uh, specialized skill Um, not just drills, but really enhancing and fine-tuning the specialized skills needed for our sport. So for ice hockey, a lot of these transitions in direction, different angles, different speeds, puck control, you know, shooting, positional play, there's quite a bit um, that needs to be done in this phase. But getting back to this concept of periodization is that in each season, and then each season breaks down to other components, so we can call them subdivisions. Um, in a lot of these uh, research type uh, books and documents, they'll uh, distinguish from you know macro cycles, which are bigger, into micro cycles. But I'll just utilize it this way, where we're taking each month, and we are slowly gearing up towards optimizing performance whenever that is. So let's just say, in this case, it would be October. It really depends on what sport you do. Um, Some athletes are in um, several sports, so it would be important to then uh, almost uh, make this two different types of periodization programs within the year to customize and to address the needs for each sport. So let's just do an example here. So January, we're doing, we choose to do medium weights for medium reps. So let's just say 8 to 12 reps, and then we're doing medium volume. Uh, So we'll call it medium volume would be 30 to 40 sets uh, per session. February, now we're going into heavy weights with minimal reps, so four to six reps. I actually like the four to eight range just because of injury prevention. But anyway, we can go four to six, four to eight on this one. And then now we're actually gonna pump up the volume a bit. So we're gonna increase the volume. And then month number three, March, we will say that now we're going relatively lightweight with high repetitions, 20 to 50, even to 100, uh, which I know there aren't many people doing that anymore, but that's real old school, and and there are reasons for that to um, actually prevent uh, plateaus 
and obviously you can't do that every single week at uh, workout, but it, it is part of high intensity interval training and uh, the, the benefits are quite tremendous when you do it properly. So, and then on this one, the volume would be very high. So we're talking about 50, 60 sets uh, per workout. So that's just an example. We incorporated a lot of principles uh, within that sample. We're also going to add within that uh, subdivision, we're talking now supersets. Uh-oh, Uncle Paulie wants to chime in. Go ahead, Uncle Paulie. Yo, everybody, I love supersets. You know why? Because it makes you into a superman, a superwoman. But up bump <laughs> I also love descending sets, drop sets, ascending sets. Work your way up, pyramid down. Oh my God, I love this stuff. You know, there was a bodybuilder a long time ago. Guy was a monster. He had, he had shoulders like freaking bowling balls. And uh, me and the doc kind of struggled with shoulders for a while. And he had advised doing this pyramid with um, uh, dumbbells. You know, seated, seated, seated shoulder presses, work your way up. So 30, 40, 50, 60, and then work your way back down. 50, 40, 30, 20. Oh my God, that up and down pyramid. We got tremendous results. And uh, also for ice hockey, we would definitely strongly recommend over here circuit training. One to the next, to the next, to the next. Bada bing, bada boom. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh my God, your freaking adrenaline goes through the roof. And obviously with great form and focus. And um, one of the things I was discussing with Doc earlier is with this periodized training. So the word period and isation. All right. That's to make it simple. Um, you want to really be very scientific. You want to plan out every freaking workout every minute of that workout. I'm serious. And you need to adjust. If your body's not responding, then you need to change it on the spot. And then you need to document and keep a log of why that happened. What were you feeling? What were you, you know, emotionally, what was going on mentally? Were you sidetracked? Or, you know, and this is really important. This is one of the great things about periodization is that it helps to prevent not only plateaus, but with that overtraining. And that's one of the most common things I've, I've seen and the doc has seen with younger athletes is overtraining. And it's not about doing more. It's about doing it right for what you need. So uh, I'm going to hand this back to the doc for a minute. Thanks, Uncle Paulie. Yes. So when I was a, an amateur hockey player, our practices were roughly anywhere from two to four hours. The intensity varied maybe five or six out of 10 tops. When I made it to the pros, the practices were 90 minutes and the intensity was 12 out of 10. It was so focused. We had many coaches stopping us in the middle of specific drills and also with the video. And, and after practice, we always had video analysis, which also was the same for every single game. And that's truly... Uh, a phenomenal way of learning with the constant feedback and the video and that that just this is what I tell parents all the time video your kids stop talking stop explaining what they did let them see the video first and then in a positive environment and now we're talking child psychology and sports psychology principles where it's a positive fun environment because this is how children learn with video 
and then have a nice discussion. Say, hey, little Mikey, you're doing A, B, and C great. Now we need to work on D and E. Do you see that over here in the video? Anyway, that was just a sidebar. I just wanted to make the point that with periodization, we are addressing all of our needs as athletes. And if if we have pre-existing conditions or injuries, which a large percentage of high-functioning athletes do, we'll be able to customize our programs so that we don't feed into that. And I talk about this all the time, that negative pain loop cycle in our brains, which over time becomes very hard to break. And it transforms a normal, functional, healthy movement pattern in our brains to the opposite, which is unhealthy, dysfunctional, and leads to um, mega compensations, compensatory movement. It also affects every system in our body in a negative way. So we need to be very wary of that. And getting back to some other principles that are within this umbrella of periodization, this is actually a link that um, I wanted to share today. So the name of the show is Comprehensive Health and Wellness, Mind, Body, and Soul, right? Mental, physical, and emotional. So do you think that when we're overtraining, that there is a potential for emotional distress? Absolutely. Uh, If you look at a lot of the research, when you speak to athletes, when they're in that mode of overtraining, which obviously leads to injury, there is a high level of depression and anxiety. And it's interesting how depression and anxiety feed off of each other. It's almost a inverse, but sometimes direct correlation between the two. But when one is there, the other is usually there. It's it's really interesting to me when I look back on my life and leading into this, a segue into this now. So the five stages of grief, and we talked about this um, earlier in one of the other podcasts when we get injured. So, you know, there's depression, there's anger, there's denial, and there's all that's a plethora of emotions that are occurring sometimes simultaneously and it's a huge burden on, on athletes from an ability to recover, not from the physical aspect, but to really grasp their minds around the fact that they can't, for this period in time, that they won't be able to do what they've been doing for years and years and years. And that can be huge at times. It could be amplified beyond what it really is because it's all about perception So how does, you know, what is the behavioral, psychological makeup of an athlete? And it varies from from athlete to athlete. So we need to be very cognizant of that. We need to be cognizant of one's behavior. And this all ties into periodization. You know, it's not a one size fits all. Like I speak about this a lot from what I've seen in, you know, rehabilitation where, okay, here's a herniated disc, and that one's equal to Mary's herniated disc, which is equal to Sally's herniated disc, and just do some McKenzie uh, back extension exercise. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's a low level, and it's ineffective. So getting back to how 
periodization helps to prevent the emotional and mental distress, which is associated with overtraining, with plateaus, and with um, diminished ability in our uh, functional abilities as an athlete, because all of that goes together. When we hit that point, all of a sudden, we're working harder, and our skill level goes down. So it's an inverse proportion, uh, which is doesn't make sense. So that also adds to a level of stress to us mentally um, and emotionally. And then, of course, as we're healing, um, when we have the mental, mental and emotional components in check, in balance, then the physical follows and we heal quicker, quicker or quickly. Um, and that's what I wanted to, to share today is that periodization directly can lead to balance as an athlete in all three components, mind, body, and soul, because we are preventing the probability of overtraining injuries and plateaus, which then leads to optimal performance on a consistent basis. That's one of the things that I've realized from an amateur to being a professional athlete is that professional athletes are consistent. Day in, day out, they're able to perform at a certain level. Unfortunately, with with most, I'm talking about the majority of um, amateur athletes, they are not able to perform consistently. And that's one of the biggest differences. Um, And this also has to do with one's ability to focus. What's that, Uncle Paulie? Yeah, you know, Doc, uh, everything you're saying, I mean, I understand. You know, I had uh, so many injuries, too. You know, a plethora of injuries. You like that word, Doc? Yeah, that's one of my favorite words, Uncle Paulie. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, we had a lot of the same injuries because, uh, you know, for a while, because we both played hockey, you know, the knees, one of the knees, both of the knees. Uh, hey, like your name, Denise. Anyway, try to make a joke here. Um, you know, and then we had some back issues, you know, because we, we chose to not stretch for a while because the research said that it really didn't help. Wow, that was dumb listening to that. That was probably about, uh, I'd say about 10 years ago, it wasn't conclusive that uh, stretching um, really helped athletes. And that was, wow, that was a big mistake. But anyway, um, I understand, Doc. I mean, look, when I hurt my back, I was depressed for a period of time. You know, you think you're Superman or Superwoman, and all of a sudden, uh, you're not. You know, you, you truly are like a little puppy dog, and you need help. Um, and then, you know, the other part of this is, you know, you start pushing and you get impatient and then you get hurt again. And that's this vicious cycle that something that is initially acute becomes chronic. And if we took a hundred athletes, you know, age, let's just say 20 to 70, we're going to find the majority of them have ailments that have become chronic and, the majority of them, a large percentage of them, try to override it with their minds. And uh, Doc talks about this all the time. Go ahead, Doc. Tell, tell everybody the truth. Yeah, the truth is that you cannot bypass pain. We think we can, and we can temporarily push it over to the side. But eventually, it will distort us from a neurophysiological level where our ability to move is then altered 
and compensatory movement kicks in and substitution kicks in and we start to really transform into something that we don't want. So if you have pain, you need to address it. High probability when it's done right from a holistic, comprehensive perspective, not just one area, not just the knee, the back, the hip, you're a whole person. So the entire person needs to be screened head to toe. The behavior needs to be addressed and the personality needs to be addressed. And I was talking with, with my new friend, um, the runner, um, cross-country runner Cabrina and we talked about this and and I'm telling the truth out there a title doesn't mean anything it truly doesn't it just means that for whatever you studied or took a test that you did the minimum level of proficiency so what I was trying to share is that you can have two MDs with the same exact same titles exact same designations and the results are completely different So I just wanted to throw that in there. And the other thing I wanted to say, and this is just a quick snippet of what I'd like to speak about again uh, in another podcast, is with mental health, let's just be honest out there. If you look at basic commercials that are promoting medications for anxiety or depression, what are the adverse reactions what are the potential side effects? Go ahead, Uncle Pauly. Oh, yeah. You know, when, when we watch uh, some games sometimes on TV and we see these commercials, it's freaking unbelievable. It talks about sometimes death. Are you freaking kidding me? Is it truly worth taking something, a freaking pill that's going to kill you? I, I can't believe it. Like, my brain can't even handle that. And then if you look at the rest of it, the symptoms are addressing the central nervous system, the brain and the freaking spinal cord, the brain, the freaking headquarters for everything that we are as humans. So you're going to take something that's going to drastically negatively affect it. I mean, Maron, I I can't believe this. You know, I, I sometimes think that we're being pranked like it's a joke, like a Saturday Night Live skit watching these commercials and yet people are still going that route and I'm sorry look maybe in some cases you know people are not able to be disciplined enough or it's not appropriate for them to do the holistic method but for the majority of us out there you got to put the work in and doc always says this it's not a magic pill it's a plus b plus c plus d it's cumulative Okay, I learned that from the doc too. I love that word. All right? And it's all the time. So, here's here's what we're saying here. Look, me and the doc, we got PTSD. All right? We've had it since we were freaking kids, like 10 years old. We just found out about five years ago. All right? And what are we doing about it? Well, we found the right counselor that specializes in trauma. And it is freaking a holistic method. All right. Doc talked about this a lot. And uh, EMDR, eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing therapy. Look it up. EMDR therapy. 
It's very easy. We'll also put this in the description box below. It works. It is science-based. It is research-based. And it's gaining ground. And Doc always says this because it's the truth. It's becoming more popular because it freaking works. Yoga, Tai Chi, meditation with deep breathing definitely works. Vagus nerve stimulation. Wow, stipulation. What am I, a freaking lawyer all of a sudden? (laughs) Vagus nerve stimulation, all right? Weight training with balance. This is important here, folks. And, and, you know, me and Doc are going to go off on this. You sit on a freaking machine. What are you really working? Let's just say you're doing triceps. All right, you're working just triceps for a second. When you sit down, folks, does your core activate when you're sitting on your butt? No. And the doc always says, do you know when we sit, it's 100 times more pressure on our spine? So if you look at most people at our machines, are they in good shape or not? Are they moving well? Or are they slightly bent forward? Do they look kind of stiff? Hey, I know what I see. Me and the doc talk about it every freaking morning. And it's the same record playing over and over and over. And you know what? If you want results, you got to make a change. And you got to be willing to put your old ways aside. You know, that's why we say, me and the doc, we say we love transformers. Because you need to transform your brain first. The body follows after that. And we link this to Christianity. We are being transformed every single second, every minute, every hour of every day if we choose to focus on the man upstairs and read the number one book, the Bible, because it changes every time you read it. I don't know how it does it. That's why they call it the living Bible. Every time you could read the same verse 50 times a day. And I'm telling you folks, it's going to be different. The meaning, even one word can hit you differently. And that's why it's called the transformation. I got to get some water for a sec. Excuse me, folks. Sorry about this. All right, I'm going to hand you back over to the doc. All right, folks, so (laughs) it's been a really good show today. And I love, I truly love working with Uncle Paulie because he brings gems to the conversation. He brings a, I would say, an adjacent perspective that it's, that's why it's great to have a um, brainstorming team together. And I relate this to any professional team, you know, there are multiple coaches, there's offense, defense, there's special teams, whatever sport it is. Um, In this whole case with COVID, with Dr. Fauci, with, you know, infectious diseases, respiratory diseases, um, all of this together, there is a team of experts. And we all need to uh, develop uh, systems like this, a team where it does lead to uh, evolution and development and advancements in whatever the uh, chosen topic or situation is. And I want to say this, folks. We are under a tremendous amount of stress right now with this pandemic. And it's interesting how something simple as sharing some... um, training principles for athletes to prevent injuries and to optimize performance have now linked into 
mental, emotional, physical health, all of it together. So the things that we've shared today, if you're not an athlete, don't worry about it. You can still utilize these concepts. And I, I promise you that if you follow it to a T and you take this scientific approach to optimizing your performance in your life and preventing injuries so that you can do the things that you want to do will be more than worth any money that you could spend on anything. So we want to leave you with this. We are here to provide hope, inspiration, support, encouragement, and specialized knowledge so that you can optimize your level of performance in your lives. God bless. Embrace your faith. We are here for you, and we're looking forward to speaking with you very, very soon. What's that, Uncle Paulie? Yeah, I wanted to say to everybody, God bless. All right. From uh, Jersey over here. Jersey! (laughs) And uh, we love you guys. And just know that when we go through these challenging, painful, you know, stressful times in our lives, it's a cycle. And I want to leave you with this. The man upstairs, Jesus, God our Father, and the Holy Spirit loves us with an unconditional, unfathomable love. And we are never, ever alone. Nothing can separate us from him and him from us. Have a great, have a blessed day. God bless. This is your Uncle Paulie. We're out. Talk to you soon. <laughs>